0: Welcome to the Wealthy's Circle Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into this year's finalists and winners from our WealthManagement.com Industry Awards. These interviews cover the challenges, innovations, and trends in the wealth management industry and the individuals working to help advisors better help their clients.
1: Hello, welcome to the Wealthy's Podcast. This is the podcast where we speak to the folks who have won Wealth Management industry awards, the awards which recognize the initiatives designed to help advisors succeed. Today, I'm excited to uh, be speaking with Jack Swift. He's senior partner and president of the FinTech startup studio and incubator Tiffin Group. And uh, I've spoken to Jack in the past. So Jack, it's it's great to have you with us today and to uh, catch up. Great to be here, Davis. Well, you know, I've been following along with uh, the developments you guys have had over these, gosh, well, it's been two years, but it seems like you have done an awful lot uh, just in this last year. Do you want to give the the listeners a quick uh, summary of the latest and greatest? Sure. We have been busy starting and building companies,
0: which is what we do at Tiffin. You know, we're focused on shaping the future of investing through improving the investor's experience and outcome, and we do that. By leveraging AI and, and, and building, you know, investment-driven personalization. Um, today, we have uh, nine companies or nine underlying business units. Really, you should think of Tiffin as the company, and then the individual brands as business units. And we've grown from about 50 people this time last year to over 175 people today across these nine business units. Um, so, some of the newer ones are Plan IQ and Distill. We can talk more about those later. Some of the other business units that people may be familiar with are Magnify, Positively, Clout. Um, See, so these are these are all uh, business units underneath Tiffin, and you know we just want to continue to uh, start and build the companies that uh, that are leveraging a combination of investment intelligence, data science, and technology to make uh, investing more engaging and just a better overall experience.
1: One of the things I, as a longtime technology reporter, like to do is dive a little bit deeper than what a lot of advisors and other folks in the industry tend to think of as is, is jargon. And in, with Tiffin in particular, one of the things that most fascinates me is how it is AI-driven, it is based a, a lot on machine learning, and really how the, the underlying startups within Tiffin, uh, not only the developers work across one another, you have a dedicated integration group there, but also how the apps, and I, you, you can correct how, how you guys actually refer to them internally, but how the apps within the group actually learn from one another. Um, you know, personalization is a word that gets thrown around a lot, but really it's, it's sort of harvesting data on the clients from multiple areas, I guess, from, from say, an advisor's own CRM system to external things like CRM system holdings, uh, then maybe that brings in their social media in terms of of clout, I guess, and probably positively. But but if you could give us a little bit on just sort of a slightly deeper dive on how the AI, how AI in particular is being leveraged within Tiffin, because to me, that's one of the most fascinating things about the group.
0: Happy to do that. You know, AI also gets thrown around a lot, and you yes, talk about yes. AI here, we, we're we talking about proprietary uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning that we've built from the ground up. You know, for example, with Magnify, we have three patents on what we have built on the back end. So it's not uh, off-the-shelf AI, it's robust AI, and it's very focused, as all our companies are, on the wealth uh, space and, and really the, the, the space that exists between the asset manager and the investor and advisor, right? So everything we build is is focused on that space across all of our business units. Now each one of those business units, as you noted, um, on the back end is written in Python, which is the best the best language for AI ML. And so they learn individually. So for example, Magnify is a natural language driven search platform. Uh, for discovering, comparing, overall, and evaluating, and ultimately trading investments whether those are ETFs, closed-end funds, mutual funds, uh, even model portfolios. So with, with Magnify, it took us about 12 months to get to the first million searches. And today we do between 250,000 and 300,000 a day. So it takes us about, about five days to get to the next million searches. So wow. each of those searches, magnifies learning on the back end. You know, it's, it's reading 10 Ks, 10 Qs and prospectuses and using semantic search to create a, a better matching exercise. Same thing that happens with Amazon actually, it's, it's based on natural language search. But if you typed in Corona uh, in March, uh, March 1st of, the, of 2020, it would have given you beer. And by March 14th, it was giving you uh, investments related to ventilators, <laughs> right? So, so it learns very, very quickly. And at this point, we have a very nice data moat that we've built with Magnify, because all of, all of the, the data is uh, it is becoming more and more intelligent. Now, to your point, across our business units, Clout, Magnify, Positively, Totem, and others, we're building integrations, and so they learn not only on their own, but they learn from one another. And collectively, what we're doing is we're creating a 360 degree view of what you know what investors are thinking, what they want to learn about, where they're investing. We can see with cloud, for example, what kind of content they're consuming, where they're consuming that content. With positively, we know about their financial personality type. So, what kind of what kind of content do certain personalities like? With Totem, we understand more about their risk. With Plan IQ, we know about their planning needs. Uh, and obviously, back to Magnify. With Magnify, we know what they're searching for. As a, as you know, we have now uh, over a half a trillion registered advisors on Magnify,
1: so we can see what those advisors are interested in investing in and they're thinking about. And that, that half a trillion, that's the total AUM on the platform. That is correct. Or, or view, yeah. viewable on a readable uh, on the platform.
0: Yeah, it's about 800 advisors um, that are registered. And we know other advisors that are not registered use the free version of Magnify every day. But the the $600 billion uh, is in AUM for the advisors that are registered.
1: Got it. Got it. Uh, on a lighter note, I've, I one thing that uh, I think I, I asked you about the last time we spoke, I'm wondering if this is any more the case as you've uh, grown in terms of uh, employees, but is, is, is being being based in Boulder a good thing or a bad thing? I, I, I have to believe hooky might be a problem that you guys would see with uh, all the outdoor activities possible right outside the door of uh, probably the offices. Yeah, we've... Um we've had no issues really recruiting as <laughs> we've
0: scaled the business. And I think to a large degree, uh, people want to move to Colorado mm-hmm. and we're lucky that we have the university here and it's got one of the best engineering programs in the country. Uh, I think their aerospace program is ranked 10th currently with the university of Colorado. So we can, we can obviously, uh, attract folks that are just coming out of those engineering programs, but we also have a, in Boulder, a pretty significant presence with, with Google, uh, Facebook, Twitter, they all have pretty, um, large presences here. I've been told that uh, you know when the when the students aren't here, the employees for those companies I just described represent about ten percent of our pot- total population in Boulder. So we don't have any issue recruiting folks to Colorado. Now we have found there's there's a lot of talent, for example, in marketing on the West Coast. So we've hired uh, the former uh, chief marketing officer for eBay, and he was a former chief monetization officer from excuse me, chief monetization officer for eBay and chief marketing officer for eHarmony. And he is on the West Coast where we find a lot of marketing talent. So we have a San Francisco office as well. And we also have a New York office where, for example, our general counsel is is based. So depending on the talent we're looking for, data scientists, machine learning experts, we can find them in Boulder, others in other uh, areas of the business we find in New York or San Francisco. And to your point on playing hooky, not so much a problem we're we're driving so fast and everybody's really into uh their work that uh, sure they enjoy nice work-life balance because you can fly fish i think about three blocks from our office but (laughs) but uh but we really find we find that energizing and folks spend a lot of time pouring the energy back into these
1: these businesses well talking about growth and expansion i I know that you guys um had a a series b raise about uh, uh, 22 million plus earlier in in 2021 um is there another other there other funding round on on the four uh, coming up that you can talk about at all yeah we were really
0: pleased with the series b because that allowed us to um take investments from and create strategic partnerships with jp morgan morningstar uh, and Broadridge, and they've all been great partners, by the way. we're We're busy building integr you know, integrations with them currently across their product set and workflows and co-building with them. Um, so we, we're bringing a, we'll be we we'll be bring a lot more to their advisor communities through the work we're doing with with them uh, in partnership. With the Series C, which we've just wrapped up last friday, we'll we'll bring in another strategic partner that we're very, very excited to announce in a few weeks. And uh, you know, the Series C round went very, very quickly. We were oversubscribed, which we feel very fortunate to be in that position. Absolutely. And, and that's plenty of capital to carry us for quite a long while.
1: Well, that's great to hear. For those advisors that aren't necessarily familiar, and I did write both about the the Morningstar and the Broadridge uh, integration partnerships that you guys have done, can you elaborate just a little bit? I, th- I think the, the, the Broadridge was focused on – uh, their marketing platform and I guess taking the, the pieces within Tiffin most uh, aligned with marketing um, and integrating there. And then with um, Morningstar, a lot of advisors are probably very interested in, in the, the direct indexing uh, partnership you guys formed there. Can you elaborate just a little bit, uh, tell us a little bit about what those two are about? Sure. I mean, I'm sure many uh, folks uh, are familiar with the
0: fact that Rodridge, um has clients like Edward Jones UBS Wealth, J.P. Morgan Wealth, and they they have historically come from more of a, a back office orientation, and so the partnership with Tiffin is them, allowing them to do two things: one, be more present uh, in the, in the, in the, on the front end, so a better UI UX for the for their products, uh, and two, bring innovation through the partnership with Tiffin to those large incumbent players. And so we we've worked on integration, the integrations with Broadridge. And I should probably take a step back. Our all of our companies are built as a as a series of modular APIs, which is this, they can be easily plugged into somebody else's workflow. So that's exactly what we're doing with Broadridge today, uh, with Tiffin, or excuse me, with with, with with Tiffin companies, Totem, it positively, and Magnify. So we're working on building into the the Broadridge workflow the ability to evaluate risk through through Totem, the ability to understand individual investors and advisors, financial personality types. So whether they're focused on expressing viewpoints through their investing or learning through their investing, really, it's really about personalization at scale with positively. And then with Magnify, Broadridge has been very, very interested in, in leveraging and we're building integrations with them around what we, we call Google Your Book, which is leveraging natural language search to sort through an advisor's book of business, whether whether they're whether it's a you know, sep IRA or if it's a Roth or a regular IRA, whether it's mom's account, dad's account, Junior's account, if it's custody at Schwab, it's custody at Fidelity, Magnify doesn't really care. It, you can ask Magnify to do things like show me my lowest performing clients and it'll populate those in less than a second. Or show me my clients that own Tesla. And it'll tell you exactly how much each, each client has in, in Tesla. So that sort of feature is very attractive to Broadridge and we believe will be very, very powerful in driving results for Broadridge clients. Uh, with Morningstar, we have, uh, we've launched uh, direct indexing capabilities at Magnify that were designed by Morningstar. And so that's been a really great first step in our partnership there. We have other integrations with the, their workflows that we're working on. Um, that will roll out in the first quarter of next year.
1: I'm also interested, what's the latest with the various custodians? Because I know a a year, I guess it's been a year ago that I wrote about, I guess it was the first big Magnify integration, which was with Schwab. And basically being able to, it it sounds very similar to what you just described, described with Broadridge, which was advisors who custody assets at Schwab. Could basically bring their entire book of business or see their entire book of business uh, inside Magnify, and I guess very easily perform all sorts of simple searches. How has that advanced, and are there uh, integrations in the in the mix with other custodians that you can talk about? Yeah, we we
0: do think view things a little bit differently, Davis. You know, we have a heavy orientation towards the Fin side of FinTech. You know, we're not a bunch of uh, recent Stanford uh, grads that decide they want to build a technology company, you know, as you look at the team and the folks we continue to assemble, you know, most recently we announced that Kathy Wood from ARK Invest has joined our board, but other folks like Anil Aurora, who built Yodely uh, and ultimately sat on the board and still sits on the board of InvestNet and folks like Sharon French, who's now my partner at Tiffin has joined a few weeks ago. She used to run uh, AIG asset management. These are all folks that have a heavy understanding of investments. So we, we say, you know, we're very heavy on the thin side of fintech um, so that's you know that's that's where we've been been focused and when we we look around having experienced a lot of the pain points that advisors face each day you know we're focused on building into trends like you know personalization we think about personalization is driven by ai and we want to build platforms for advisors where they're not just data driven and cloud based but their their orientation is on, is on action and they have a very easy UI UX, very easy experience. They provide a very easy experience for that advisor, and leveraging the uh, intelligent backend to do so. You know, for example, we're building a conversational AI-driven planning platform called Plan IQ, where you can ask Plan IQ uh, very direct questions like, Plan IQ, this would be an advisor maybe asking on behalf of a, a client. Plan IQ, can I retire when I'm 62? And plan IQ will say back to you the chat bot will say back to you well I need to ask you Davis I need to ask you a few questions first you know where do you live what industry are you in in a very very short series of questions we can provide a pretty accurate answer so but it's by leveraging po- publicly available information and again pulling in data from a series of different sources that's that's how we're able to build um, that type of of platform uh, to serve serve the advisor community so I think that as far as trends in the marketplace, um, you know, obviously we've talked about AI, ML, talked about personalization, we talked about data-driven decisions. You know, what, what we see, there's two others I think are worth highlighting that we're building into. And first is uh, the democratization of not access. You know, people have access to high-quality investments today, but it's a democratization of intelligence, right? Being able to leverage that that um, AI to make better decisions and drive personalization and ultimately to help people get to their wealth goals faster, right? And make the whole process easier by removing frictions for advisors that they go through that process with their client. And for another example of you know the way we're building into these trends is if you're working as an advisor with Positively, our uh, financial personality uh, assessment platform, you can hit a button and, and, and flip that around and show it on Zoom. So we're building things that, you know, that, that advisors can use not only on their own, but can easily and digitally share with their clients in a, in a conversational format rather than a, you know intake of a lot of information and then an output of more information that's not very action-oriented. We want it to be easy on the front end and be an action-oriented as, as, we, as we produce those results.
1: That's another thing that it's been, well, I guess as much with some of my fellow editors uh, when I do write ab- about you guys, um, but also advisors, you know, advisors by, a lot of advisors are always on the lookout for the next new technology that's going to really help them with efficiency in their business. They also are leery of, well, do I just want to bring something in that's duplicative or has a lot of overlap? And, and with you guys, it, it, it. and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the the applications within the startups across Tiffin are additive. They're not necessarily replacing some of the core technology you have, but, but additive to it, working with it. And you can probably more eloquently bring that into clearer terms for the advisors than I can. Sure. Yeah. We, we, we don't necessarily want to replace
0: something. Now we do see replacement happening with, uh, for example, Totem. Uh, it oftentimes replaces Riskalyze because it's a much uh, more intelligent, easier to use, and less expensive platform. And so, for those that have not been pleased with their Riskalyze experience, we see them shifting to Totem. Uh, with other other um, business units like Magnify, you know, it's it's meant to work with advisors in their current workflow, but just make the overall uh, process easier and drive towards more efficiency. And you know, you're leveraging. It's really Hey, you, know, you're, you become an AI-powered advisor uh, when you say to Magnify, I'm going to read in through the swab integration, as you mentioned earlier. I'm going to read in a client's portfolio. I'm going to ask Magnify to do certain things for me, like give me higher yields. Give me less volatility, lower the fees without changing the disrupting the holdings that my client has, because Magnify is capable of doing all those things today. So it is it is meant to augment and not necessarily you know the current workflow, and it's meant to be integrated. You know we 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 want to continue to create integrations um, with our business units that that make the overall process just easier for the advisor. It's not one more thing to do. It's just helping increase, you know, advisors digital quotient and making thing making growing their business easier, allowing them to focus on the things they really want to focus on, you know? So if they're using Magnify, for example, on semantic search to navigate investments, it's a lot easier than the old way of just having dig, digging through the 10 Ks and 10 Qs themselves. So so I think that, that that we do want to be a part of workflow and ask somebody to replace their workflow. It's more about you know, integrations and you know, also creating you know, creating model portfolio marketplaces, you know, more new marketplaces. So we do that with with Magnify, for example. But uh, it's it's all you know really focused on helping advisors to grow their business, leveraging
1: uh, this technology, this wealth deck. Well, thanks for clarifying that. And I think I think that'll allow a lot of advisors who probably didn't get it before to better understand it. Uh, you know I was, I've, I've also cognizant of uh, I've been bringing up a lot of things that are basically in the past just to help elucidate for advisors uh, what tiffin does uh, that I think is actually pretty groundbreaking compared to a lot of what else is in the industry but it hasn't left you a lot of time to talk about you know the future so what what are there other new initiatives that the, that tiffin is, is working on right now for 2022 or beyond that you'd like to uh, talk a little bit about
0: always love talking about new things as you can tell, you know, even though we're only a few years old, we're busy building uh, a lot each day. And so one of the things we're most excited about is Distill. And uh, I think I'll, I'll speak to two things we're working on, Distill and Bento. And Distill is our um, data science team and the initiative we have underway currently to mine the data exhaust from all of our companies and pull that into a a centralized data platform, a data lake. Um, because there's a lot that we can learn from investors and their behavior and what, and what advisors are doing. Um, so the way I think about it is you think back to how movies were, were produced in the 1990s, the, the filmmakers would make a film and just push it out. That's how it worked. Long came somebody called Netflix and Netflix actually listened to, to or watched what people were, no pun intended, watching. So when they, they started producing their own content, it was spot on because they had been listening for a long time to what people wanted. And so I think Distill allows us to do that. It allows us to pull in data across our platforms and from external sources, you know, with partners like Broadridge to be able to help advisors and investors uh, with their needs and, and probably more importantly with what they want, right? You know, we can see a lot through Distill. We're excited about what we'll be able to do with it going forward, because it can not only be pointed, Distill can not only be pointed, or its capabilities can only be pointed to, to our properties, but can be pointed to, you know, the data that exists with a Fidelity, uh, with the Morningstar, you know, with the JP Morgan. And so that's one of the things we're really excited about. And then the second piece is, the uh, is, is second company is called Bento. And Bento is a, a separate AI layer our user interface that sits above our wealth tech business units. And so it's a one-stop interface for an advisor to be able to access different aspects of the individual business units, whether it's semantic search at Magnify or if it's understanding risk and risk capacity, not just a a risk score uh, at Totem. There's a difference there. Um, We talk about risk there, but doing all that through, one portal so that's called bento and we'll be launching that in a few weeks
1: well that's impressive that's uh exciting too well let me throw you uh we're we're just about out of time but i wanted to uh throw you one last little curveball that you may may or may not want to answer and that's that uh you know i think you are are still the chairman of clout and uh, i know you're on the board i believe of magnify Uh, Do you, do you have a, do you have a favorite within the Tiffin group or is that, (laughs) is that that too, too, too much to ask you to pick favorites in case any of the folks uh, at Tiffin listen in?
0: Sure. No, I
1: think... It's a fair question but it's
0: it is like asking somebody with, which child is our favorite child you know we have <laughs> have nine nine children and it depends on the day you know Louise which is our one of our younger ones can be kind of fussy sometimes and and maybe I don't love Louise some days as much as I might love uh, you know clout for example but the rea- reality is I, I really can't choose it depends on on the day and I think they're also complementary to one another. That it's the family that is is my favorite. The 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 combination of all of them, you know. And, and some days I'm really proud of one of these business units, and some days I'm really frustrated by them. Pretty much the same way I feel about my kids. So we'll keep uh, conceiving them, you know. Little distill is just have been put together, and and growing them. And uh, you know, sometimes they 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 can be difficult, but we love them all.
1: Well, Jack, with that, that's a great note to, uh, to leave on. I want to thank you again for uh, participating in the Wealthies podcast today and uh, good catching up with you again. And hopefully we'll, we can have you back sometime soon. David, it's always great to spend time with you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you to the listeners.
0: And uh, we'll see you again soon. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.